0: Did you know that more than 90% of cyber attacks can be prevented? Focus Technology helps organizations create a cybersecurity framework to minimize your risk of being attacked. Let Focus Technology's certified team conduct an assessment to determine where the gaps are in your organization, no matter how big or small your company is. Utilizing the industry's best tools, Focus Technology's security operations team will monitor and stop bad actors before it's too late. Contact Focus Technology today at Focustsi.com and secure your company's most valuable assets. That's Focustsi.com. A&B Burger in Beverly and A&B Kitchen and Bar in Boston are redefining guest expectations of a casual restaurant. Both A&B restaurant locations are focused on hospitality, creative menus, and delicious food and drinks. Now, I've been to both restaurants many times and loved everything I've tried. Get to A&B Burger on Cabot Street in Beverly, or head across the street from our studio at the TD Garden to A&B Kitchen and Bar in Boston today, and experience the A&B difference yourself. I promise you're going to love it.
1: Carrigan & Company is here for you. Yes,
0: Carrigan & Company is here. Welcome everybody to the first episode of Kerrigan and Company, presented by A and B Burger. Keeping me company today as my co-host is Boston's favorite comedian and certainly mine, Lenny Clark. Lenny has a new TV show and tells me he's the oldest guy on TV. Now I'm not sure if that's true, but we're going to find out next on Kerrigan and Company. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of Kerrigan & Company. It's brought to us by A&B Burger. I am so excited that we are finally here in the Big Night Studios and finally recording. Now, just so you know, because this is the first show, the premise behind this is that somebody's going to keep me company each week, someone different. And this week, I could not be more thrilled. On my very first episode, <laughs> to have an old friend, somebody who makes me laugh very hard and has for years and probably does the same for you,
1: Lenny Clark is with me. You are a saint. I I love you. Are you kidding me? When I was starting out in comedy, you were always so kind to me and so encouraging and so great. And uh, now look at us, right? I know. I'm in the the company. The Kerrigan and Company. (laughs) You are the
0: company today, my friend. You know, when I called you to see if you would do this... First words out of your mouth were, yes, if I'm in town, I absolutely will do it. Uh, I do have to go to Aruba with my sister. You did. You told me that right off the bat. Um, But uh, you also, I I mentioned, you know, gosh, we're going to be able to talk about your new network TV show, which we're going to do, of course. And you said to me, Kim, I got a new show, and I'm the oldest guy on TV, except for Tom Selleck. (laughs) And I said, that cannot be right. So I did a little research. Okay. Tom Selleck. Is seventy
1: eight. Oh. And you're seventy. Seventy. Can you so put seventy? I beat the under. He's, no, no.
0: Yeah, he's an old guy. But yeah. guess what? Wow. There's one older than he is. Who? Sam Waterston from on Water, order. Order. Wow. How old do you think he is? 100.
1: A hundred. <laughs> no. Well he's gotta be hundred. He's gotta be, yes. be eighty two. Eighty three. Wow.
0: So you got a long way to go before you're the oldest guy. Yeah. Well, extended family, oh NBC. Oh my
1: God! I'm so excited.
0: I, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know that I've ever been in the company of someone who's had so many network shows. Oh, I I've mean, had no joke. I've,
1: I've had more failed pilots than the Iraqi <laughs> Air Force. But I got to tell you, I've been on uh, every network with a show and, and and been the lead. You know, and I have never been happier than where I am right now. You know, because NBC and uh, Lionsgate. They said, yeah. "Lenny, are you happy?" I said, "Am I happy? I'm like a rescue dog before he was gassed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I couldn't be happier. I'm so happy to be. And the people I'm working with, between Wick Grossberg, Amelia, Tom Werner, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Malley, John, uh, the whole cast, right? Uh, right it's right, it's right. incredible.
0: Well, I got We got to back up for a second because I got to kind of figure this out. Because I mean, obviously, if you've seen this show and if you haven't, then you need to watch it on Tuesday nights. It's at eight thirty on NBC here." Um, this is the story of Wick Grousbeck, the owner of the Celtics, mm-hmm. his second wife, and her ex-husband. Yep. So, I mean, is it irony that you ended up in this show as a Bostonian? Or, I mean, how did this all happen?
1: Wick had mentioned to me a few years back that he was going to write a treatment and would have been interested. I went, yeah. And then Michael <laughs> had said, Lenny, I, I really want to work with you again. And I go, yeah. And then Tom Warner goes, you know, you'd be perfect. And I said, Tom, I said, I'm a phone call away. You know, what are these people thinking? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean I'm, when I'm not doing uh, network television, I'm, I'm doing stand-up. You right, know right, I mean? right. And I've done it for almost 50 years, and, eh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to let the kids have it. You <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, I, I, so I couldn't believe that... All, it was like a perfect storm of people coming together, Yeah, and I ended up on the show.
0: So did you have competition? Was somebody else reading for your part? What you know, I,
1: I they, had, they had originally asked me to come out and do a couple of shows, and I said, okay. So I was going by the green room, and I saw my face on a TV, and someone was saying, this isn't working out. I went, duh, I'm going to get fired. And then <laughs> then Lionsgate said, it's definitely not working out. And I went, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I only <laughs> did one show. And they said, we need them every show. And I went, Oh, so I went right on. to craft services, and said, give me Did something you- to eat. <laughs> I'm, staying. I'm ready for a snack. No, I'm staying. So uh, and then, <clears throat> then they reshot the pilot yeah. to put me in it. And I mean, I, that wasn't cheap, you know, and uh, I am just so grateful. And and, and I love it. I, you know, you, you go. I'm the first one. To work, I'm like Brady. I'm the first one there, last one to go yep. every day. And, and, and they picked up on that. They go, Lenny, are you living him, And I go, no, I, I'm at the hotel. But I just love my job. I love, you know, I love what I'm doing.
0: Well, it's a it's a great storyline. I mean, and it's really fun. And we're going to talk more about that storyline because Emilian's going to join us a little bit later. So love we're going to get a chance oh to God. chat yeah, with her yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. about the whole thing. Uh, what's it like, though, to be on network TV like that? Oh, is it fun? I mean, know, you're saying it's fun. You're saying it's the best part of
1: your, it, you know. It, it is. I mean, yeah. well, you know, I've, I've done it. So much, you know, in, in the past, and um, to to do it now at this age, yeah, you know, I mean, I would like to ride this into retirement. I'm already retired. I retired like four or five years ago, and I'm getting more work now than I'm retired than I did when I was working. I think you mentioned to me, you've got a Super Bowl ad coming, right? Oh, I had it. I did it already. For, it was last year for Sam Adams, and I did it with the yeah. kid, my cousin from Boston. Yeah. Sw- Newburyport, what a sweet kid! Terrific actor, really good. And then I did the DraftKings, yeah. And then the network show. I mean, it's good stuff. It's really. I, great. I am so grateful, so blessed.
0: You know, you said you've been retired, but that's, you know, that's just you talking.
1: No, uh, really, really. <laughs> I, no. I retired from SAG, and then I had, and then I had to get more insurance, and then, and then now SAG says, "Oh, you're back." I said, "Really?"
0: <laughs> I said, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So g- give us your dues. Yeah, I pay right I'll now. Gladly play my <laughs> exactly. I, Pay my dues gladly. <laughs> you you betley Um but um y- you you still are doing stand-up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like stand-up? Yeah.
0: Tell me about it. Well, I
1: gotta tell you, it uh, it's uh it's it's lost some of the well, if I'm doing a theater, yeah, I love, but I mean I still work some clubs, you know. Yeah. I'm I, I work clubs and bar rooms and saloons where the only people who aren't heckling are passed out. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's they everyone, you know, because I I've just done it for so long. And, uh, I mean, I, all the young kids coming up now, yeah. I think they're great. Let them have it. You know what I mean? I, I've, I, 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 I still enjoy, like I said, when the theaters, when people, you know, pay big money to come and yeah. sit and listen. Right. You know, because, I mean, people say, you're so good with hecklers. I said, yeah, because I hate them. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I when people used to heckle me when I first started, I would just... Bombard them. Right. I mean, I would, right. And I remember Don Gavit said, you know, you could have took that guy out with a twenty five pistol, and yet you used a howitzer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I Because I was nervous. Of course. I I, I was nervous. nervous. You know, people say, do you get nervous before you go on? I go, yeah. Still, I go, yeah. Every single performance I do, because I feel if you're not nervous about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Well,
0: i got to tell you something. When I go to a club and I see a comedian, I'm nervous for the comedian because somebody's heckling. Oh, yeah. I Uh, mean, it's secondhand embarrassment for me. It's hard.
1: It's hard. So I can't even imagine what it's like when you're up there. I... I, you know, I, I don't lose that, you know, I, I, I never have because yeah. nervous and I'm a wreck and I never know what's going to come out of me, you know, yeah. and like I, I do, I, like I, I write bits, but I forget to write them down, so, you know, and then I, I create <laughs> a lot when I'm on stage, I try mm-hmm. to keep it all current. I, I, I've never done the same show twice, it's not because I'm an artist or a genius, I just can't remember what I did last time, right. so it's always fresh and uh, it all it all depends on the crowd. You know, because you get a crowd that is so great, you don't want to get off. You know, you just keep going. But then there's crowds that you know they just they have, they get drunk, they heckle, and they go, "Oh you can't man, can't get out of there long. fast yeah, enough." Yeah, right. You yeah, know. you're looking at your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Please I, give me the hook. Right. I need right. to get out. And, and now with the new watches, it'll vibrate when you've got your time done. <laughs> and I go, "Oh, you know, I think I'm done." <laughs> but I I try to give the I try to give the best performance every single time I can because. I I appreciate people coming out Mm. to a live and see stuff. And I want them. I want them to be. I want to make them happy. I want to make them laugh. Well, you you got that reputation of making people laugh. Let me ask you, what is funny to you? I uh, I
0: mean, I'm not sure that I've ever asked a comedian that. What's funny?
1: I've never been asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't, if you make me laugh, I mean, I did. Yeah. You know, because there were some people, you know, there were some people that, that I've seen that, I really don't want to like this person, but wow, they made me laugh. So now I have to like them. You know right. what I mean? And there are other people that have all the hype in the world, and go, I go, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know? so I'm, I'm not, I'm not a really tough laugh uh, because I, I like to be happy. You know, and I, and I want to make other people happy, uh, but it, it, you got to, you got to make me laugh. Yeah, you know? You know, sure. I, I, and,
0: yeah. yeah, well, you got to make me laugh too, and yeah. you've made me laugh since you walked in the <laughs> studio. I do have to say today, you know, I got to tell you my year, all my years on television and um, on Fox twenty five, we would have comedians come and go all the time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm not going to say some names because it would be really cruel. But yeah. I'll never forget we had a comedian who came in, and we were all in anticipation of this guy coming, mm-hmm. and he walked in uh, with just the worst grimace on his face, and he wasn't funny, and. Somebody said something to him about it, and he said, "Funny is what I do for a living, and I'm not on the job." Well, do wow. you? I mean, is that something? Are, are comedians funny, or you know, are they that guy?
1: There, there are some comedians. There are some comedians like that. Yeah, you know, and and they're very successful. And you know, this was a very successful person. Yep. Yeah. Well, there are other people who are just so funny on. And offstage, mm-hmm. but I've never heard anyone say that's my my job. Yeah, that's what he said. He said that's my job. I, I, I feel, I feel what I do when I make people laugh—that's a god-given talent. I mean, no one in my family was in show business. My dad worked for the Herald. My mom was a school teacher. You know, we're a poor family, and and I can't believe—I still can't believe—I do this. You know, yeah. and I, I I I do like making people laugh. You know, and I, I'm a, like when I work with. With Dennis for Comics Come Home. We've done it yep. 26 years now. Raised millions of dollars for cancer so research. So great, by the and way. The, so it, great. It, it's, it's just a beautiful mm. thing. And I work with guys that come in that are the hottest thing in comedy. And I don't want to be the funniest, but I do want to be your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, I got a different. That's my niche. I, I, I don't care. They're, they're all funny. Everyone's funny. I, yeah. and I and I don't judge anybody. I'm I'm no. There's no robes on me, but you know, if you make me laugh, there's there's a much better chance we're going to be good friends.
0: Okay, so tell me about that moment when you're up there on the stage, and boy, you just lay out the joke you've been waiting to put out there, and not
1: a soul laughs.
0: Oh, oh, I've done that. <laughs> it's I got sh- to... It. I mean, again, secondhand embarrassment on my part.
1: Yeah. What I, oh, yeah. I, it, well. For me, I, uh, I tend to give up on it more. In the, in the early days, I would work that joke and I would tell that joke and it would, it would, not, it would bomb every single time. And I go, I know it's funny because there'd be, <laughs> there'd be a couple people that were hilariously laughing and I go, see, you you get it. But it's, it's really odd. It's because- got to be hard to go to the next joke. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: that's the you know, right that minute I I'd have to just turn and run, you know. Funny,
1: you become funny fast. loud. <laughs> right. funny fast. loud. <laughs> funny fast. loud. That's I yeah, but oh god, it was there was one that I just I, I it's gone now, but I, I I used to do it and I knew it was a funny joke, but and I got a couple now that. That, that I've been doing lately that I know are funny, but it'll get half a crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, maybe maybe an, another comedian won't, won't let it go because he knows it's funny and he'll hone it and shape it and change it. But I mean, yeah. if the crowd... I try to please the crowd. Yeah. I want to be a crowd pleaser. Sure. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not out there thinking I'm... The, the smartest guy in the room I'm not the smartest guy in the room Even when I'm alone I just want to make people laugh So let
0: me ask you about that You know I mean I think comedians are really smart I agree You, I mean you have to be quick You have to be you know On, on your game at all times What do you think about audiences? Are audiences smart in this day and age? Or have they gotten smarter? Are they gotten less? You know what do you think?
1: The audiences in Boston Are incredibly smart yeah. Because they've been subject to some great comics that have come yeah, out of here. Right. And when we when we first started, when we were doing the ding-ho, there'd be Harvard students, MIT students, and then there'd be the, 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 the locals, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they demand it. Like, if you weren't doing good, you suck tonight! And I go, yeah, I yeah I'm feeling it. <laughs> You've made it clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, they let you They would let you know. I they bet. would let you know. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I was talking with Stephen Wright not too long ago, and he's one of the most brilliant people you'd ever want to meet, both on and off stage, he's just incredible. And uh, he uh, he said, "Lenny, I I got uh, I got not booed but ood, you know, when he did a joke." And I said, "You? I said you're the most." Acceptable guy I've ever seen on stage. Anything, you, and it's not Nothing's offensive. It's just his mind, and you go, wow. I'm thinking that that's brilliant. Right. And I said, well, it's gone. It's got this far, you know, yeah. with the me too and the you too, and the. I mean, I, I can't keep up with what what's new in the pronouns. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm us still them try, they their how stop, when, I'm still when why to figure out what a dangling participle. You know? <laughs> I've never been good with with the English grammar or punctuation, and now I have to worry about you know. Yeah. Uh, who you are Absolutely
0: uh, Let's talk about charity work You mentioned Comics Come Home My gosh yep. you guys I, I don't even know uh, The last show was last November in 23 yep. um, Up to that point you'd raised 13 million dollars right. Over right. the years yep. For and Kim I, I, Neely's and foundation And I think, it,
1: I think it's 15 now oh, And Lenny. every dime of that money Goes to either research yep. Or to the Neely house And the Neely house uh, Is such a great you, if someone in your family is suffering from cancer, yep. your whole family can go with you. Absolutely. And uh, my wife, w- w- two-time breast cancer survivor, and uh, I was staying at. We'd come up from the vineyard. We'd stay at hotels and pretty expensive hotels in Boston. And Kim um, said, "What are you doing, staying at hotels? Why don't you stay at the house?" I said, "Well, you know, I don't, he's, Lenny. You raised millions for this. Stay at the." So I stayed at the house, and they have like two. Uh, uh, Iron chef kitchens, so I started cooking, and I I go I was going to Whole Foods <laughs> down the street and coming back and cooking all sorts of stuff. Just and people were going, uh, I say I yeah, try this, and they'd sit down and they go, this is delicious. I go, Well, thank you very much. So then they went, they go, that chef is unbelievable. <laughs> like he's not a chef; his wife's getting treatment, and it was so, it was just it was so relaxing to be able. To be someplace yeah. and you know take care of her and, and then bring it to the hospital for the treatments and
0: well you know what yeah. I, I mean what a great way to really put your heart and soul into a project because you've used it you yeah you know you know what oh, it's I, about and, and you know
1: and, and you know where the money's going you know yeah. a lot of times you donate money and some of these big charities and I'm not going to slam anyone but there's like. Two out of every hundred dollars goes to what you spend them sure. on Right. Uh on uh, executive positions, and it's a it's unfortunately a that's so true. It's a scam. Yeah, it is yeah, true. Yeah. That
0: is tr- so so true. Yep. You got to be so careful. Uh, why
1: is charity work so important to you? I tell you why because when I would do that, my mom and dad would say, "We're so proud of you," you know, and to, and to hear that from your parents, you because know, they were all <laughs> till the day I die. All I'll hear in my mind is my mother saying, "Lend it." What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that to my grave. And, you know, we were so close. We were close to my mom and dad. It was no unfinished business. (laughs) And she said, I saw you on the news the other night at the Children's Hospital. I'm so proud of you. I said, Ma, thanks. And that made her so happy. And a lot of the young kids coming up, they say, you know, Mr. Clark, you know, because I'm so old now. They go, Mr. (laughs) Clark, you're always in the paper or always on TV. How, How do you do that? And I go, do charity work. And yeah. they go. And what does that pay? I go. It's <laughs> charity work, you idiot. You de- you de- you devote your time. You go out and you raise money for the for the organizations. Like, like I, I I'm, I'm always in with the Mass General Children's Hospital. Yeah. Always in with them, And, right. and, I, and I do the auction every year for them, and uh, then the Boston Children's Hospital. And I mean, any children's hospital. And I rarely say no. You know, there, yeah. was, there was one time this woman wanted me to do a benefit for. Her niece's goldfish that died. I swear to God, and I'm going. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't do that. I'm 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 a little <laughs> bit busy. You know, I mean, but, I'm, but I, I I do of course MS and uh, cystic fibrosis. You yep. know, uh, yep. and uh, pretty much all of them. Yep. I, I I I don't know which ones I, I was doing the. Uh, oh my God, the uh, Franciscan Children's oh, Hospital. Yes.
2: And, that, and I, I went great. there,
1: and I oh yeah, then you was, then you're, oh, you're hooked, aren't you? And and, and Tim Wakefield had that. uh oh, Wakefield. oh. I, I he know. was he was a saint. I'm really telling you, he was such a wonderful person, and he had built the Wakefield field at the out and back out the, for the wiffle ball, exactly. And then of course, um, oh god, I can, um, the hockey player took over. Um, he, he, he just passed, too. Yeah, uh, and I can't, I'm oh sorry I can't God. help I mean, you. I don't know who it is. This is, is but... why my short-term memory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's Travis helpful. Roy. No, no. Travis Roy. Travis Roy. Travis yeah. Roy. Yeah. And he took over, and then we ended up at BU. Yes. And there were thousands and thousands of people playing wiffle ball and raising money for the hospital. It's I so mean, great. It's just, you know, I've been fortunate uh, enough to be able to be at a level to dedicate myself in yeah, time, you know. Right. I mean, if if anyone says, "Oh, you're a celebrity," I, I go, "Am I a celebrity enough to help?" You right. Because I, mean? I use that, I use that to raise money for these charities. Well, you know,
0: I got to tell you, I think you're somebody who has um, who has appreciated your celebrity and uses it for good. And not everybody does that. I no, do have to say, no. not everybody does that. Okay. Uh, Lenny, I got to take a couple of your minutes here. Uh, okay. We have this we have this um, franchise piece here, and yep. Kerrigan and Company, and um, it's called uh, the Fast Five. Oh, I like. The, it. Yeah, it's focus. It's Focus Technologies Fast Five. And by the way, Focus Technology is your trusted IT partner for cybersecurity, cloud, and managed services. So thanks to Focus
1: Technology, I got to get involved this. with them. Just to get the stuff back out of the cloud, because people, where is it? It's in the cloud. What cloud? Out there? How do I get it from the cloud to get it back? Where is I, it? I've had so much stuff of mine go to the cloud. I've never seen it again. Oh, it's there. Where in the cloud? And I go. I don't know where the cloud is. How do I? I've never seen anything. Says for your stuff in the cloud, push here. You know. <laughs> these guys
0: do. These guys do incredible work. They go in like and make sure that your business is not prone for uh, cyber attacks and stuff Whoa. like that it's it's really you know, they're our friends at Focus Technology. Good. All right, so here's the story. Yeah. You got 30 seconds. Yeah, okay. I'm going to ask you five things. I need a rapid response from okay. you. Okay. Yep. You go over the 30 seconds. A hook comes, yanks you out, just Whoa. like we mentioned, like okay. on the or your, your watch will start to vibrate. Okay. So, uh, all right. And if Pete's ready, this is uh, this is uh, our fast five again. Uh, before we move ahead, let's do the Focus Technology fast five. Focus Technology is your trusted IT partner for cybersecurity, cloud, and managed. Software services. All right, Lenny, here we go. Stand up or acting? Acting. Funniest man or woman, alive or dead? George Colin. Celtics or Bruins? Oh! That's... Celtics. They're the hand that feeds you. Be smart. That, that's right. Let's <laughs> not be stupid. I can always shit with <laughs> Biggest pet peeve?
1: Uh, oh... 30 seconds I, mean, I know, I know uh, uh, People, idiots on planes
0: And who's the first girl you kissed?
1: Pam Greenwood And who is Pam Greenwood? She was a cheerleader in uh, high school And uh, first love And uh, <laughs> just, well, was the first one I kissed a mad <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I've never heard from her ever again yeah, well, yeah, maybe yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Pam will hear this maybe, And she's going to want to Say hello Yeah, uh,
0: absolutely Yeah, yeah but you, can I tell you Something about pet peeves? That's mine too People on planes That are jerks
1: yeah, That are rude That are that are mean to that Mean to children Mean to The to, the, the flight attendants mm-hmm. I mean What's wrong with you? We're on a We're on a sealed tube
0: Exactly Traveling across
1: the, This is yeah. This is
0: a shared experience People yeah. Let's all try to get along
1: I okay. flew in the heyday Of planes When they smoked? When Well, yeah, that too okay. But <laughs> but I smoked in uh, uh, Athens, Greece. I was coming out of Athens, Greece. And I was in first class, and first class people could smoke, and I wasn't. Even, I never really smoked cigarettes, but I got one just so I could smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the US Tour. I said, I'm smoking. I'm in first everyone in first. They're all Europeans. They all love to smoke. I said, Isn't this great? Oh yeah. I mean,
0: all right, Lenny, this has been so fun. Now Lenny and I are gonna have some more company. Okay. I'm very excited about Me this. Too. Now, as if this woman does not have a big enough job, she is the co founder and the executive chair of a very high end. Tequila Company. Yeah. She's also taken on the job of being a producer yeah. on your NBC show,
1: I, and I think it's executive producer. Is yeah. it? Yep, I'm pretty sure.
0: Amelia Fazolari is going to join us I coming up next. Oh God, what a woman! This is Kerrigan and Company. You know, after the podcast, a lot of times we head over to A and B Kitchen and Bar across the street from our Big Night Studio. It's right here at the TD Garden. I gotta tell you, folks, I love it there. My problem is that I can never decide what I'm going to order. So the last time I was there, I had the Mediterranean Bowl. It really is one of my favorites. It's a mix of quinoa, kale, fried chickpeas, red onions, cucumber, and my favorite, feta cheese. I've also had the turkey burger there, and on top is melted brie. Oh, it is fantastic. I usually have fries. Mm, so, so good. My mouth is already watering. Next time I go, I am definitely going to try the spicy tuna poke bowl. Whatever I decide, I know it's never going to disappoint me. That is for sure. Be sure you check it out. It's A&B Kitchen and Bar right across from the TD Garden. Do you know what generative AI is and how your company can ensure employees are more productive? Focus technology can help you master the use of Microsoft's newest tool, Copilot. This powerful tool can help your team speed up many of their daily tasks by enabling hands-on learning directly with the software. It can summarize long emails, generate drafts of long documents, and search for answers to key questions. Copilot represents a unique opportunity for businesses to accelerate their understanding of what generative AI can deliver for their company. Contact Focus Technology today to learn more at FocusTSI.com and bring your organization into the AI revolution. That's FocusTSI.com. If you're looking for a great page-turner book, I highly recommend Trevor. It's written by S. Hilbury Thompson. Now, unable to escape his past, Matt Stone heads north, leaving behind the memory of his dead wife and son. His journey takes a turn. When he comes across his late son's doppelganger, Trevor Reed, blinded by the resemblance, Matt becomes obsessed and begins to stalk the little boy. Little does Trevor know, he becomes wrapped up in Matt's delusions before long, The local authorities, FBI, and an enthusiastic reporter are all actively involved. When Trevor disappears, his family will do anything to get him back. A chase starts on Boston's North Shore and leads to an island on Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. Trevor is gripping from the first page. It's fast-moving, it's suspenseful, it's touching, and it's tragic all at the same time. I have to tell you, folks, I loved this book, and I highly recommend it. Purchase Trevor by S. Hilbury Thompson on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and other online book retailers.
2: If you like rum, you're going to love Rumson's Rum, New England's most award-winning rum brand. Rumson creates distinctive and savory flavor profiles by hand-selecting and marrying the finest barrel-aged Caribbean rums. The spirits are then blended and finished in the New England Rum House. Choose from Rumson's Gold, Spice, Grand Reserve, or Coffee Rum which is smooth and sweet with a warm roasted coffee flavor, a hint of vanilla, and a decadent buttery finish. Find Rumson's at liquor stores or ask for it at your favorite restaurant. Learn more at Rumson's.com. That's Rumson's.com. Rumson's. Life lived, life enjoyed. This
0: segment of Kerrigan & Company is brought to you by Lucia Lighting & Design, where people in the know go for the best possible lighting and design experience.
1: Kerrigan
0: & Company is here for you. Yes, Kerrigan & Company is
3: here
0: for you. Welcome back to Kerrigan & Company. It's presented by A&B Burger, and uh, keeping me company today is Lenny Clark. How are you doing so far? Great. Are you
1: kidding me? My <laughs> boss is on the show. I know. <laughs>
0: So shape up. I'm right, you're right. I'm not going to tell her all the things you've already said today. <laughs> mm. Lenny, of course, uh, is on the new hit show. It's an NBC show, Extended Family. You can see it on Tuesday nights at 8.30. And uh, joining us right now, and I'm so happy to have her with us. And I had the great pleasure, Lenny, by the way, of spending some time with her last week, and it was great fun. So joining us is Amelia Fazalari. She is the co-founder, and she's the executive chairman of St. Saint- Coro Tequila, but Lenny, what's the reasoning behind uh, uh, her joining us today? How it relates to you?
1: Oh, she's my boss. Okay. Are you kidding me? She's, <laughs> she's an executive producer of the new number one hit comedy in television. I know, and I am thrilled. Every time I see her, I'm always happy. Always, <laughs> I see her, I go, my face just breaks into a smile. I said, "Hello, boss." You know, and and I got to tell you, it's so amazing to be on TV at, at my age and and to be at a project where I can't wait to get to work really, every day.
0: And Amelia, he has said that two or three times this morning, so he's not just saying it because you're here uh, with yeah. us. I want you to know. So let's talk a little bit about Extended Family. Um, it's actually your family story. So tell everybody about how this came about.
4: Sure. Uh, well, it's loosely inspired uh, based on our relationship and our family dynamic. And so um, I was married 19 years to George Gear, and when we were going through the divorce, um, our children were eight and 11, and we decided to put the kids first. That was super important to us, and we you know we didn't want them to suffer because we were splitting up. And so, what that meant was minimizing the disruption in their life as much as possible. So, no back and forth between homes. The kids stayed put in our family home, which we refer to as the nest. And George and I would swap in and out on our designated weeks. And it, it's worked super well for us. And everyone is uh, happy. So how did it become a, a sitcom, though? Yeah, so <laughs> this is where it all gets kind of funny. Um, so George is originally uh, from Needham, Massachusetts. And uh, when Wick came into the picture later, George and uh, the kids were really great about welcoming Wick into the family and so occasionally we would all go out to dinner and at one of those dinners uh george and i got into a heated conversation as we sometimes do (laughs) And, and uh and so wick was observing this and he sort of sat back and laughed and said you know this is a sitcom and you two thought you were done uh when you got divorced but you're actually not done and we should that's what we should call the show we thought we were done And that was actually our original working title. Um, And so we pitched this idea to Tom Warner, who has won 24 Emmys doing sitcoms. And Tom loved the idea and and told us that we needed to write a treatment. So Wick did, he he wrote the first uh, draft, showed it to me and then George, and we all collaborated on it and then pitched it to the networks during the pandemic. Uh, and NBC and Lionsgate jumped in. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Malley jumped in, who is tremendous. He's phenomenal and has been a just a joy to work with. And so that was kind of the background, yeah. how it all started. And the rest is history.
0: Yeah. So uh, I want to talk specifically, um, and you shared this story, and you and I have been talking about it, uh, about the, the pilot. Because I know <laughs> you say that it's loosely based on, but then you turned around and told me that actually the pilot was based on pretty close to an actual event in your lives. And you even sent me pictures, and we're going to show some of these pictures. Uh, And the pilot, of course, was about Google's the fish and how Google's died. So tell everybody real quickly the story about uh, Google's the fish and how that really went down.
4: Yeah, so the pilot, the part of the pilot happens to be true. Uh, My daughter had a fish named Google's that she put her dad, George, in charge of taking care of it while she was away at summer camp. And um, two days before she was scheduled to come home, we get a text from George that Google's the fish is dead and floating on top of the fish bowl. And but not to worry, because he has a plan. So he stuck the fish into the freezer and froze it so that he could bring the uh, the frozen fish to Petco the next day to get a replica fish, which he did. And he put it in the tank, sent a text to Wick and me and said, we got the replica. Everything's in place. The acids." Google's 2.0, and uh, she'll never know the difference. And I said, no, 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 we cannot lie to our daughter. And Wick was steadfast. We are not going to lie to Francesca. But George thought this was a, a brilliant plan. <laughs> so we go, two days later, go to meet the camp bus to meet Francesca, and we tell George we are not going to support this plan. And he says, well, please let me break it to Francesca gently tonight since I've got kids, the kids tonight. Sure. No problem. Camp bus arrives. The doors open. Francesca comes out. George elbows his way in to get the first hug. So I said, "Okay, fine. You I'll take the pictures. And I noticed that he's whispering in her ear and I'm thinking he's whispering how much he misses her. Now, in fact, what he whispered was Googles is dead. Wick killed her and then asked me to lie about it. <laughs> and my God. that was the look on her face.
1: <laughs> uh, oh my. You know, I didn't know that that was a true story when we were shooting it.
4: Yeah. Uh.
0: That
4: was sort of the basis of the pilot. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so good. It's so good.
0: Hey, how did you get how did you get hold of this guy here?
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, everybody loves Lenny. Um, you know, with that's all the, the next Boston show. Everybody <laughs> loves Lenny. That's a, There you go. Lenny. That's that's the next show. Um, you know, with all the Boston connections between Wick and George and Tom and Mike O'Malley Uh, Lenny was the obvious choice and his character is really special he is no nonsense he calls it like it is there's humor threaded throughout (laughs) and actually a little known fact is that Lenny um, was uh, appearing as a guest in the third episode and he was so hilarious and so fun and so great that we reshot the first two episodes to include him
1: Oh, Lenny. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You didn't say <laughs> that, uh, Well, part. you know what? I, they, they asked me, are you happy, Lenny? And I said, I'm happier <laughs> than a rescue dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm so excited to be on this show. And it, it, it's just, the, everyone they've assembled, the cast, the crew, it, it's like five star, I mean, right from top to bottom. And everyone loves being there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've been on shows with people, nah, I don't want to do this. Right. It's it's
0: tough to get there yeah. every week. Yeah. Amelia, tell everybody about um how you guys cast the show.
4: Um, well, that was a really fun experience. And, you know, uh, George and Wick and I were doing this for the first time. And uh, you know, we really looked for people who could uh, capture the essence of the characters and we were so lucky, uh, you know, with our cast, John Cryer and Donald Faison and Abigail Spencer. I mean, they're just, they're tremendous. The kids are phenomenal. Ben oh, uh, yeah. and Sophia, they're f- absolutely phenomenal. So um, it was a really fun process. and But it was just, you know, really forming a connection uh, with with the cast. Yeah. And, and saw that happen right away.
0: I mean, that has got to be really strange, though, to be <laughs> trying to cast someone to be you, <laughs> to be your family.
4: It was it was fun but um like I said it's loosely based and now they're kind of sort of taking it and running with it and yeah. and everyone's having a great time with it.
0: Super. Who is Bobby? Does Bobby? He, yeah,
4: yeah. That's the, yeah. yeah. Does Bobby really <laughs> exist?
0: Is that your former father-in-law? Oh, or How so, does that work?
4: Yeah. So no <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> Who have is to say, Bobby? <laughs> I have to say Bobby is more of a personality like George's mom. Oh, uh, that's nice. That, <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know, um, uh, un- unfortunately, both of George's parents have passed away. But you, it's that sort of no nonsense, tough love. Uh, yeah. humor throughout that really resonated with... Uh, I have to tell
0: family. you there's something about the character that also kind of reminds me of Kramer from Seinfeld oh, because God. you
4: like, yeah. you pop
0: in all of a sudden <laughs> out of nowhere, the door opens and, and you explodes. come in with some line you know, and then all of a sudden you're just gone again, you know. So, uh, uh, and I love that, you uh, know, it, it's got to be a lot of
1: fun. Uh, it's 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 the most fun I've had. I mean, I can't get over it. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I just love it. And uh, when you said... I remind you of George's mom. My mom was the funniest, and my dad was dead serious. But my mom was a riot, and and that's where I I think I get the humor from my mother. Well, women are just
0: funnier than men. Let's just... uh, Right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're funnier. Smarter. (laughs) Definitely smarter. But, I
0: don't know. Hey, Amelia, uh, so you've taken on this role, obviously, with the show, and it's great, and uh, Lenny's having a blast, so if nothing else, if you can just keep it going for Lenny, it's obvious that (laughs) uh, that's going to be a huge success. But you do have another Little side gig. <laughs> That's you are the CEO and the founder of Syncoro, uh Tequila. Uh, we've actually got a bottle of it sitting here. And
1: on look how the beautiful desk. it is. And there's Thank no worm. We're
0: having that on yeah, the set. There's
1: no worm. He can't get over no. the worm. No, no,
0: no worm. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I, no I explained it. It's a, it's a fine, yeah. it, 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 you know. It's an upscale, ultra
4: luxury. Tequila. Yeah, ultra, ultra luxury. Ultra luxury. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I know
1: when we were drinking tequila, it was the worm right. People wanted the worm. We said, I don't want a worm yeah, in the, my booze. It used you know, to be
0: what? that you had to mix it with something sweet, obviously, right. which would you know would make a margarita, uh, because it was so bad. But that's not the case with this.
4: No. It's delicious, it's a delicious sipping tequila. And uh, tequila drinkers love it, whiskey drinkers love it, cognac drinkers love it. And even if you've had a bad experience with tequila, you should try some cold. You'll like it too. <laughs> did
1: did well, you hear know what you said? A bad, you know what yeah, a bad oh experience God. with tequila yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a few of
4: those yeah. out
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bottle with extra words. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, and I, don't, I don't drink anymore, but if I did, I'd, be, I'd take that this, home. I got to tell you. Because I that. see people drinking, they,
0: they seem so oh, happy. Well, and yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous. I want you to tell everybody, if they don't know, the background on, you know, how this came about. Because it really is a fabulous story.
4: Thank you. So it was the summer of 2016, and WIC was on the Labor Committee at the NBA with Jeannie Buss and Wes Edens and Michael Jordan. And there was a two-day meeting in New York City. And so We all decided to get together for dinner on the first night, and something really special happened. Um, We bonded as a team, and we realized that night we all had a shared love for tequila. (laughs) And it was actually um, Michael who taught us how to drink tequila. He was a real tequila connoisseur in the group, and he likes to drink it with one large rock and a slice of orange. Um, And so we talked about creating our own tequila and really making it a very unique, approachable taste profile uh, and we launched the company in 2019. We've sold over $2 million. We've won uh, over two dozen awards. Um, and by the way, I see the Blanco there. I'm going to yeah. send you a bottle of our Repo Nanejo because those are great, too. Great. Um, so it's really been a I'm great accepting
0: rock. gifts. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I can put a single <laughs> rock and
0: a piece of orange in it. I can assure you of that. They, yeah. You know, the, the, the bottle itself is like art. Um, And you told me something about uh, the angles on it. There are 23. Explain that.
4: Yeah. So uh, Michael uh, and Mark Smith collaborated on designing this gorgeous bottle. And there's all these um, embedded 23-degree angles as a nod to MJ's jersey number. So the bottom of the bottle actually slants 23 degrees. The stopper slants down 23 degrees. And if you look at the bottle from the side, it actually resembles an agave leaf. There's a slight slant. To wow. the bottle. But what makes that special is that if you end up lining up 23 bottles, yes, heck, show, no, they form a perfect circle. And the diameter of that circle is the same as a tip off circle in an N- NBA cord.
1: Wow. (laughs) Some thought went into this. No. That is awesome. Uh, I had no idea. So Michael Jordan, Now, why do I know that name?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I say if it's good enough for Michael Jordan, it's good enough for me. Oh, my God. Well, I
1: I have that in my bow on the show. Uh, And and the other night I went to give... Joel Murray, Bill, Bill's brother, he did the show. And I went to give him that. And they said, no, no, not that. Don't put that out. I said, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Amelia, Amelia told me, she said, um, if you look really closely, it's like, where's Waldo? On every episode, you yep. will see a bottle of Sincoro yeah. on the show. So I'm going to just say to people, start watching and start looking. And I'll go, I'm going to give them one hint, okay? He just gave a hint in the bar, right? But <laughs> in the house... You will also see it. It is in the house. Oh,
1: it's it, 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 all all different places on the set. And I go, wow. And then then they told me, you know, that's working Amelia's uh, I tequila. I go, really? I, I go, man, that's <laughs> something I didn't know. Uh, thank God I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I drank, I used to get invited everywhere. Now that I don't drink, I get invited back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, Amelia, tell me what it's like to be the head of a a, a company like this. I mean, as a woman in the spirits world, I mean that and I'm not talking about spirits like (laughs) is another world. I'm talking about alcohol. That's got to be a pretty tough gig.
4: It is. You know, the spirits industry is very competitive. Tequila is uh, a sector that's really on fire. And and there's been a ton of tequilas that have launched over the last several years. Um, But we don't shy away from competition. We're, you know, a competitive spirit is certainly at the core of our group. Michael being the most competitive, but we think it's healthy to have competition. It really makes everybody work harder yeah. to try to be the best to try to win.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, you know, when we launched Sincoro, the five of us represented four NBA teams that compete with one another, and and so it's an interesting dynamic for sure. But uh, you know, my partners are very. Uh, collaborative by nature. They're very team-oriented, and it works really well. We're a very tight-knit group. When so you guys are together, do you talk about basketball,
0: or do you only talk about tequila? Oh, no.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> there's a lot of discussion about basketball. A <laughs> oh, little boy. trash talking that goes on. Among <laughs> them, but yeah, There's a little jibing back and forth, but it's all in good spirit.
1: You know, yeah. Wick uh, had me to a game. Years ago, when he was the new owner, and I was screaming at this player. And the the referee came over and said, if you don't shut him up, I'm going to tee you up. And I looked at (laughs) Wicked, the referee, and I said, can he do that? He goes, I don't know. (laughs) And then later, we're teed up. He goes, oh, Lenny, by the way, yeah, I can get teed up. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Well, it's it's great tequila. I love it. I have to tell you. In fact, to celebrate this first um, episode of Kerrigan & Company, we're going over to A&B afterward. We're going to have a shot of oh, tequila. So. They're great. I, I just want you to know how much we appreciate you being here. Uh, anything yeah. you want to say to your boss? Yes, you I love do... you,
1: boss. Okay, I really I was do. I do you want I to suck up can't, this I, year? I, opportunity? Can't, I can't can't thank you enough. I'm so, I can't wait to go back to work. You know, I'm, as you know, we're waiting for the pickup. Yep. And, and it's all in the network's hands, you sure. know I mean? But sure. the wait—the waiting is the toughest spot, you know, because it's a great show. Everyone loves the show. You know, I mean, I was in Stop and Shop. People go, hey, I love the show. And I go, I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me give you this number. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, thanks. Thanks a Thank bunch for being much. with us. Great was, to see
4: you both. Thank th- you. Great to see you, great
1: Amelia. Can't wait to see you, you, to see you
4: again.
0: <laughs> so you, I don't know what you're thinking, her. You should be thinking me. I gave you this opportunity to suck up to the
1: boss. We're not done yet. I'll be thanking <laughs> you for the next 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> All right. So listen, you are on this new show. So if you were man, first off, let me ask you something. Yeah. Manifesting. Oh. This is like a buzzword this last year and a half yep. on social media. Everybody's yep. manifesting, right. right? Yeah. Do you know how to manifest?
1: Well, I think it's a, a, a new crazy word. They used to replace visualization because huh. when Larry Bird played for the Celtics, he would always visualize. He would visualize the entire game. And I would try to visualize how I was going to be on stage yeah. that particular night. And when I visualized 99, out of 100 times, it went so much better. You know, but uh, the the manifesting, of course, is you know big with Oprah. You know, and and how successful she is. Because I did Oprah. I didn't have sex with her. I did her show, (laughs) and I, I loved her. She was a great lady, and she's into manifesting. And uh, some other very successful people I know are into manifesting. I don't know enough about it. I would would like to know more. So,
0: my my thing about it is just, I mean, are we talking about? Do I just go in a corner and I just say? I am going to have a million listeners to my podcast. And then they're just going to come. I don't, I don't get it. I, I no, have a problem no, with it. I'm having d- you a do this, with You do this. You
1: say, I want all of you people to tell everyone you know so I can get a million viewers on my podcast. Being in the corner, not going to do anything. <laughs> but out here, we need a million viewers by the end of the day. Not the
0: no pressure. No pressures. Not w- <laughs> now. I know how to manifest. Forget this next segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still coming your way. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a manifesting expert come in. Oh. She's going to work with us. She's going to teach us how to do this, which I think there's a little more to it than just looking straight at the camera. But I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And that wasn't so bad. So uh, she's going to come. She's going to join us, and she's going to talk about how Look at what to you've do done
1: today. You've explained you you can have tequila without eating a dirty worm. Yes, I have. You have got uh, – uh, filled filling in on the show. And then you explained to us about your sponsor – uh, the IT people. What? What's, yes. what's their name?
0: Focus Technology. See,
1: I, I'm unfocused. I want to know more about them so I can get my stuff out of the cloud <laughs> and maybe just <laughs> shake it out of the cloud and have it go away. Because there's some stuff I'm sure we don't want to see. But uh, and now we're gonna learn how to manifest. I'm excited.
0: All right. Well, I hope everybody's excited who's listening. And just in a moment, we're going to have that manifestation expert Expert come in your way. This is Kerrigan & Company. I have to tell you, folks, I think lighting in your home is one of the most important things that you can do to keep the house updated. And when I need new lighting, I head to Lucia Lighting and Design. Their spectacular 10,000-square-foot showroom inside a beautiful mansion in Lynn, Massachusetts is decorated with both architecture. Architectural and decorative lighting in every single style. From crystal and traditional to contemporary and modern, the selection is absolutely unmatched. Whenever I'm looking for new lighting, as I mentioned, I head to Lucia Lighting and Design. And when I'm not sure exactly what I'm looking for, I rely on the expert guidance of their design team. I know that they can help me. Learn more and book your appointment today. It's LuciaLighting.com. I want to tell you about the Northeast Arc, an organization that I am so proud to work with on a regular basis. Northeast Arc has been changing lives and discovering abilities for people with disabilities and autism for some 70 years now. They help people with diverse abilities across Massachusetts live as fully included members of society, choosing for themselves how to live, learn, work, socialize, and play. They're hiring, and if you'd like to join their dedicated team, this is how you do it. Visit ne-arc.org careers. A&B Burger in Beverly and a Kitchen and Bar in Boston are redefining guest expectations of a casual restaurant. Both A&B restaurant locations are focused on hospitality, creative menus, and delicious food and drinks. Now, I've been to both restaurants many times and loved everything I've tried. Get to A&B Burger on Cabot Street in Beverly or head across the street from our studio at the TD Garden to A&B Kitchen and Bar in Boston today and experience the A&B difference yourself. I promise you're
2: going to love it. Big Night Studios is now open for all content creators. Are you looking to start a podcast? Looking to expand your brand? Then visit bignightmedia.com. Check out our rates, check out the studio and see all the podcasts we have to offer. That's bignightmedia.com. This segment of Kerrigan &
0: Company is brought to you by Great Point Wealth Advisors. If you're close to retirement and want a better plan for the future, connect with greatpointwealth.com today. That's Great Point Wealth. They can help.
1: Kerrigan & Company
0: is here for you. Yes, Kerrigan & Company is here. All right, everybody, welcome back to Kerrigan & Company. We're having a great time on this first episode, and keeping me company today is our own Lenny Clark. Of course, we are presented by A&B Burger, and we thank our good friends over there at A&B Burger yum, yum. Uh, for being our presenting sponsor. Yeah, if you've got a minute, they're right across the street here from the TD Garden. That's where we're located, and uh, wow, so good and so fun, and you can get Sincoro to With your there. burger. So, uh, let me tell you, I have this new show, you have a new show, right? Um, and everybody is talking about manifesting. Mm -hmm. They're manifesting, um, you know, great things into their lives, and I love that idea, I just don't know how you do it.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: And I thought to myself, you know what, (laughs) Lenny and I need some help. We want to manifest positive things, right? right? Yes. So I started looking around for a great manifesting um, expert, and I found one. And she is sitting next to you. This is Carla Shayla. Am I saying that correct? Shala. 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 Carla Shala. (laughs) Carla
3: Shala. And she's the
0: owner of Everybody in Mind Wellness Center. It's out in Sudbury, and we're glad that you could join us. Thank you for being here. It's so fun.
3: Thank you very much. And actually, my first passion is Hemisphere Hypnotherapy, which is my private hypnotherapy practice.
0: Now, you Um, won't put us under just sitting here talking to us. Well, you would never
3: know, so.
1: I love it. Oh, Lenny. <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
0: Even, who knows? We may be dancing on this thing before it's all said and done. We won't even know what we've done.
1: Oh <laughs> all is in the house.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, listen, we can hear more about that, but let's start with the manifesting yeah. thing, okay? Yes. So um, it is true, right? This has all of a sudden become, and I say all of a sudden, in the last year or so, everybody is manifesting or everybody's a manifesting expert. So, what, what really is that?
3: Well, I think you know more about manifestation than what both of you give yourselves credit for, because I could probably learn a thing or two from you about manifesting because I did my own research and both of you have some very successful manifestation. Um and I'm gonna pick on Lenny for for a second. She's losing two hundred pounds. I would say that's some pretty powerful oh, manifestation yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, in my mind, what manifestation is about is about taking actionable steps. So I feel like there is societally this idea of manifestation being this woo woo thing where you sprinkle fairy dust and magically things appear and things happen in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and really that's not the case at all. Um, you know, across the board, pretty much, no matter what it is that you're manifesting, whether it's success in career, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in business, um, it really does take action. So it kind of cracks me up when, you know, I have certain girlfriends that will say things like, Oh yeah, you know I'm gonna manifest this, you know, amazing man into my life. But I'm not into online dating, and I'm not gonna date anyone. And I'm he's just a, gonna appear. He's just gonna magically appear like a ninja, <laughs> like drop through the ceiling and in, in their living room. Um, and that, as I said, that's not how it works. You know, it really is about setting clear intentions. Um, and having a clear understanding, first of all, what it is that you're manifesting, um, because energetically, if we consider the energy of what manifestation is, it really is a receiving energy, right? So it's things that you're calling in, which, from a vibrational perspective, is all about gratitude. So it's starting from a place of having gratitude for this amazing show, getting you know to spend time together. Um, having conversations and dialogue about things that we're passionate about and really investing energy in those things that we're passionate about because if you look at the law of attraction and the way that we attract the things that we desire, it's about spending more time in that energy. So if we start to develop habits like you know, practicing gratitude every day, mm-hmm. Um, You're essentially telling the universe, I'm already grateful for these things, which I assume I'm going to have, which I assume I'm going to get, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which makes it easier then for the universe universe, to deliver and to call those things in. So sort of from a broad perspective, that's the way that I think of manifestation, as well as, you know, doing things like visualization, um, you know. I myself have actually had a pretty impressive weight loss journey, maybe not as impressive as yours, Um, but congratulations, though, (laughs) because I have so much respect Uh, for that. Um, And again, it's about actionable steps. It's not like one day you magically decide, you know what, I'm going to lose 200 pounds. Uh, You'll be the first one to tell um, anyone that. But it's about every day being in that energy, making those choices. I was reading an article um, that you were interviewed in, and you were saying things like, yeah, if you really want that slice of cake, you can have the cake, but have a small piece of the cake versus right. having the yeah, whole Yeah,
1: rather than the whole cake, which I used um,
3: to. <laughs> Um, But again, you know, coming back to manifestation, it is really about having that deep-seated belief also um, and coming from a place of believing that we're deserving. Um, And again, spending time in that energy, connecting with people that, you know, are of like energy, that are uplifting, that are positive, um, and starting your day on on a positive note as well.
0: It's really self-reflection. In some ways, yeah. and by the way, what you're saying is so fabulous and so interesting. But you've got the greatest accent. Where are I you know. from? Oh, I know. I am. Yeah. I'm absolutely. I am so sucked into oh, you. Yeah. That Lenny and I can just sit here and not speak R- for the yeah, rest yeah, of this. Time. We didn't interrupt her. <laughs> no, I didn't
1: even interject. Just, no, not, forget the interrupt. We didn't even interject. But I thought the session. "Where's that? What's I, where that are you one? from?"
3: I'll let you guess. I don't. I want to give you a s- clue. S- okay. Southern Hemisphere. Middle
0: East. No, no. <laughs> no, she's she's. Southern so, are, are, are you, you from up. Australia South Africa. South Africa. South
1: Africa. Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh, that's we, well, you, Somebody in the studio said South Africa. It's, right. love, <laughs> it's, it's your,
1: beautiful. Your it's fabulous. Is beautiful. Beautiful. It is. It is. It is. Uh, now, I, I, a serious question, because uh, you mentioned visualization. Is visualization considered part of manifestation? What's the difference? Um.
3: Well, I mean, I think as with many things, there's crossover, mm-hmm. right? So, the same way that when we're communicating, it's like asking, is eye contact part of communication, right? Mm-hmm. Eye contact is important in communication, but it's not necessarily communication. It's one facet of communication. Now I have to interject. Sure. I don't
1: know if you've noticed, but why you've been speaking, I've been looking at your lips rather than your eyes because... I read something the other day that said when you're interested in someone and you want to l- let them know you are listening to everything, look to their lips rather than their eyes. Now, I've always been an eye contact person mm-hmm. because that's a sign of respect, but I'm willing to learn new things. <laughs> I but I, I was listening to every single thing you said and watching you say it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how that affected you uh, in dealing with me, but... Uh,
3: <laughs> Dealing with
1: you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot of people say I dealt with him. Again. Yeah, no. but, but I am fascinated by it because I already—it's like you said when you—we'd be surprised that we know more than we're giving ourselves credit right, for. Right, right. Because I do try to start the day on a positive note. Mm-hmm. I do, you know. I have I have looked in the, the mirror and I have said when I was a, I want that Emmy. I really want to win an Emmy because. It's like you
3: said. So, so the ch- sorry to interrupt you. you not But, the, but the, the change that I would recommend there yeah. is saying I have the Emmy, right? Oh. I already have it. I'm already grateful for the Emmy. I can already imagine myself receiving the Emmy, going up on stage, you know, looking into the camera and accepting that Emmy and what that would feel like, right?
0: So, this, this uh. is where this takes me back to the idea mm. that manifestation is really about what how you feel it's 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 an inward you know you're looking inward Mm -hmm. um because i've heard people say that before if you want to manifest something you have to feel again almost like visualization Mm -hmm. you have to feel what it is and and know that you have that and 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 be grateful and be grateful for it now that's though for some that's where it's like fairy dust and
1: Mm -hmm. you know i mean i i I, I love what you just said, because that, that's how I will change it. I say, You know, I have the Emmy, you know don't screw it up. But but but, but yeah. <laughs> okay. so,
3: so that you again bring me to a really interesting point. So there's two things that you said that I would point out. The first was and I and I know it was kind of like flippant the way that you said it, but like deal with you, right? Yes. And then you said don't screw it up. So language is also a really big indicator of what's happening under the surface, yeah. sort, of, sort of what's happening deeper down. Mm-hmm both in terms of verbal spoken language, the way that we communicate with others, right? Yes. As well as internal dialogue, so our own self-talk, the way that we communicate with ourselves. Yes. Yep. If we pick up on things like, you know, one of the most common mistakes that I find that my clients make, and I instruct as well, is that they do what I call negating the negative. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say to the two of you, and if you were sitting in my office, I have a big pink elephant that sits <laughs> up on my shelf like a stuffed animal. And I'll say to my clients, okay, don't think about the pink elephant. And literally, they all turn around, you know, to look at the pink elephant, right? The way that the mind processes information is the moment we negate something, so I don't want to screw it up, or I don't want to be late, or I don't want to gain weight, or I don't want to, you know, insert the blank, right? Mm -hmm. The brain doesn't know the difference. The the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between... Something that's negated versus the thing that we actually want. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to manifestation, it's really important to pay attention both to our inner dialogue as well as to the things that we say out loud. Sure. Um, You know, in my personal experience about a year ago, I was having a conversation with a colleague and I found myself saying something to her along the lines of you know what? I just don't get it. Um, I'm so good. I've helped thousands of people lose weight. I've won awards. You know, I've done, you know, all of these things, but I can't seem to help myself. I gained all this weight, you know, since I had kids. And as I said it, it finally dawned on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Carla, you do this for a living. And you've been having this conversation, this internal dialogue about, I can't help myself. I can't do this. This is so hard. And, the, and I mean, it sounds simple, but it really is quite simple. I mean, manifestation is not this complicated thing that we do. We do it every single day. Um, and the more we spin it into the positive and direct it intentionally towards what we want and defining it is really important mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So if we say something like success in 2024... Mm-hmm. Well, success, success for me looks very different. Right. Like for you, success might be winning an Emmy, right? Yes. For su- I already, you know, <laughs> for, for, for for me, <laughs> success might be something quite different, right? Mm-hmm. For somebody else, it might be putting food on the table. But
0: let um, let me let me interject right there and ask you this: You know, when people think about manifesting, you know, you'll you'll hear some of these experts say, you know, manifest your wildest dreams. Well. I might want to manifest that I want an Emmy, but I'm not in a situation that I'm going to win an Emmy. He is. So, well, how about people who are manifesting things that they're not in a position to really get to? A great question. I mean, how,
3: uh, well, I think that's what I meant when I said intentional.
0: It has to be realistic, like essentially. To, I mean.
3: But also kind of stretching one's imagination because just because it's not realistic right now doesn't mean that in a year or two or five years from now, I mean, you could win an Emmy if you took actionable steps towards winning an Emmy, right? It just perhaps right now is not part of that manifestation Mm -hmm. at this point, right? Mm -hmm. If you ask anybody who's overweight and you said, like if you had said to me a year ago, you know what? By, you know, January, what is today, the 23rd, you're going to be down 75 pounds or 77 pounds, actually, as of this morning. 77.1. Congratulations. Wow. Um, I would have been like, you're crazy. There's, there's no way. Like, it's not possible, Right. But again, it's about actionable steps. The more we take those actionable steps and and we're really intentional about what it is that we're manifesting, the easier it becomes to manifest. Mm -hmm. Now,
1: let me interject, if I Mm -hmm. could. Because what you said, when like you said, the flippant remark, and and, um, two other people have told me exactly what you told me, Mm -hmm. and I have the utmost respect for them, and they're really successful people. Mm -hmm. And I... I've got to remember that. Even kidding around. Okay, I you're-
3: am remembering this. <laughs> <laughs> I am remembering this.
1: You're right. You're, you're exactly... The words are so powerful, and it's a big part of the manifest. Yeah.
3: Wow. So making it present is really key. So when we say things like I need to or I should, like I'll say to my clients, you're shooting yourself to death. Like I should do this and I should do that. And I could have done that and I could have, you know, done whatever. I
1: I am. Even better. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. You are an expert. She is an expert. And and so easy to, to listen to. And grasp what she's saying.
0: Carla, this yeah. has been so yeah. fantastic. I mean, honestly, I have thought that this was fairy dust. This is get, as I said to, to Lenny earlier, you know, run into the corner and say, a million dollars, it's mine, a million dollars, it's mine. Um, but, but you've put it into, you know, realistic terms for all of us. We can joke about it, but, uh, you know, you've made it, you're going to do the right thing, right, Lenny? I have you've, the Emmy. Thank you. You And
1: I will gladly
0: share it with you. Uh, And you will hold it, and then you will have the Emmy. And then I will have an Emmy. (laughs) Carla is the owner of Everybody in Mind Wellness Center. It's in Sudbury. We're so glad that you could be part of uh, Carrigan & Company today. It's been a lot of fun. Congratulations
1: on your latest
3: achievement. Same to you. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) This is Kerrigan and Company. It takes more than manifesting what you want in your financial life. You need a plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, it's never too early or too late to start ensuring a secure financial future. Start the new year with a new attitude about your finances. Check out Great Point Wealth Advisors short form podcast, Great Points. It's available on most streaming platforms, or you can contact Matt Schroeder at greatpointwealth.com. That's greatpointwealth.com. Oh, Lenny, this has been so fun.
1: I've had a blast.
0: It went so quick, didn't it? It, it, it
1: went so fast. And we put so much out there. I know. We've, I know. we've given to the universe. We have. We've learned we've about ex, it. We've ex-manifestation. Ex <laughs> we've given stuff away. Now I'm going to go home and manifest. Yes. I'm going to look in the mirror, and I'm going to I'm gonna get a mirror I can carry with me.
0: I hope you do. And, you know, you've already won that Emmy. Congratulations. I know. Thank
1: you. Thank you. It was Probably one of the greatest nights of my life.
0: Fantastic. I wish we had more time that we could talk about that. But, well, well, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, listen, it's extended family. Tuesday nights, eight thirty. It's a ton of fun. I really enjoy. It. Can I tell you something? For somebody who has spent most of my life on TV, I get so
1: excited when I see somebody that I know on TV. Oh my god! And now I'm going to be extra. Oh my excited. god! Well, you know what's so funny? When you're watching TV with someone who's watching TV, and they go, "It's like they can't." It's I, like a tennis ball. I, I bet. That's you, yeah. And I my, bet. My nephew's uncle Lenny. How can you be there? I go, I'm <laughs> magical.
0: So listen, continued success. Thank, happy and New and Year. New, oh, Happy New Year! I can't tell you there. how much I appreciate uh, you. Oh, Anything for you. Are you kidding me? My pleasure. It's Kerrigan & Company, folks. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Kerrigan & Company. To find out who will keep me company and be my co-host on the next episode, be sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, and TikTok. Kerrigan & Company is recorded at the Big Night Studios at the TD Garden in Boston. You can view the podcast on YouTube and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure you tell a friend. The executive producer of Kerrigan and Company is David Thompson. Our engineer is Peter Hurley, and our social media managers are Grace Kerrigan, Colby Thompson, and Riley Thompson. See you next time.
2: Yes,
4: Kerrigan and. Co-